See, so the thing is, like, I don't think That's any crazy. other country would find that funny. Like, he's trying to expose those people for looking like idiots and like, oh, wow, these are the dumb Americans. But it's like, no, you're the dumb American. Oh my god, something keeps like crackling in my ear randomly. I don't, well, my laptop is doing that thing where it's like hyperventilating, but I don't even have any applications open. Yeah. Oh, I have pages open. Whoops, let me. And like obviously Chrome, but like I actually don't have my usual 100 tabs open. I only have uh, like seven or eight, which is pretty like low for me. I feel like, uh, <laughs> I wanted to say, I feel like a person's, like, uh, like tabs on their computer is a good representation of, like, their personality in life. Like, you're constantly, like, frantic doing, like, a million different things that have nothing to do with each other. And, like, your tabs, like, Thank you. really show that. <laughs> Thank you. And then my, my tabs are, like, YouTube, random techno song, um, uh like does vitamin c like help me not lose more hair because i'm losing all my hair and like fafsa like something from like fafsa that like i haven't opened fafsa fafsa <laughs> whatever fafsa <laughs> <laughs> like something so not relevant that i was just too lazy to close like four years ago and it's still open yeah well maybe it shows all of your like unprocessed trauma yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's your that's my psychoanalysis of your tabs situation. <laughs> no, that's really good. <laughs> like you never you just shove things under the Persian rug. <laughs> yes, and, exactly. And you don't deal with them. And I'm trying to deal with everything at once. And then I don't deal with anything because of that. <laughs> and then and then your whole brain just shuts down like your computer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm due for, you know, a nervous breakdown. Every four months or something? I don't know. Oh, mm. yeah, is that how it works? It's like on a schedule? I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, time feels so strange since March. I can't believe it's November. I'm ha I was having like serious Sunday depression before you called me. I'm like a bit cheered up now, but like I was, oh, really? I was in like so a. Glad I could cheer you up. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, what is that thing? Sunday scaries. I hate that. Sunday Is that what that means for when you get depressed on Sundays? Well, for people who do drugs, it's called the Blue Monday. Yeah. Well. I didn't do any drugs last night, but I definitely had a party. I kind of want to talk about, like, the oh, party. Oh, you want to talk about Halloween? Yeah, I do. I really do want to talk about Halloween, actually. Okay. <laughs> I love when you answer things like that. Actually, I really do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I always know it's going to be a good story. When you go, actually, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm ready. Well, so I had a like little costume party outdoors in my backyard. Um, yeah, whatever. Everyone was tested like ironically. Like it wasn't, we didn't ask, but it just had happened that everyone had been tested and I had just been tested because I was traveling. So, um, but yeah, I, 
I'm not like passionate about Halloween. I definitely like dressing up in general. So I use it as an excuse, but the party was also for my friend's birthday to celebrate that. So it just seemed like a good occasion for everything. Um, yeah, I hadn't thrown a party since like, I don't know, like an actual party. I feel like since my bat mitzvah and I like kept talking about that leading up to the planning of this. And I was like, well, no one showed up to my bat mitzvah. Like that's my track record. Well, I had like an adult party and kids party and with the kids party, uh, no one showed up for some reason, even though I personally handed out uh, invitations to everyone in my grade. But then my cousin came and she like t- texted, like BBM'd a bunch of people to show up. So they did, but like they weren't my friends and they weren't in my grade. Yeah. So I actually had a lot of, yeah, I actually had a lot of fun, but like, yeah, no one, like all these girls I went to like Hebrew school with, they like didn't come. I was like, wait, oh, I thought. I hate anyone from Hebrew <laughs> school. Like, like Hebrew school friends were, it was always just a bunch of bitchy girls. Like I did not like mm-hmm. Hebrew school. I was so happy yeah, my I mom can... finally let me like stop going. I was like, bro. Well, it's strange me. because like, no, well, for me, I had like there were, I had an overlap between some of the people that were at my middle school at the time and my Hebrew school. They were like, I had new people in common and at Hebrew school, they were really nice to me for like a little bit. And like, I thought I was like, oh my God, like, wait, am I making friends, like moving up in this world? But then when I would see them at like regular school, I was going to El Rodeo at the time, they all just like, like, they would all just ignore me. Um, But then I became friends with like, just guys at my Hebrew school and they were nice to me, but then they also would pretend they didn't know me like when they would see me. I don't know why. Um, Anyway, so yeah, about the party, I dressed up as, well, I recreated a look from a John Galliano show from 1994, Spring Summer 1994, which is based oh off God. of, no, every, anytime I say which is based, <laughs> everyone just thought they're like, okay, bye. Anyway, so that's what I did. Um, but <laughs> only you would do such a, such a like pretentious costume. <laughs> I know the thing. It, I know it sounds it's that like way, so but obscure, it's like someone would only know if they really like took like fashion history and like actually paid attention or passionate about it. Well, I felt the need to explain it because it, like you know what I mean. If I don't explain it, then it's but. But the thing is, I wanted to dress for myself. Like I. For myself and like when else am i gonna get to wear i love that about you like new unique from like everyone else that like i'm friends with like it's just like nobody else is millie and like sometimes you'll say something that's like oh my god only millie can say that (laughs) like like, i can only take millie seriously when she says something like this okay keep going (laughs) this segment of the episode has been redacted Excuse the interruption, and please enjoy the rest of the show. I otherwise had a really fun time. Like, I uh, had this bartender come from this co-working space my brother is a member of, and um, he's really cool. The drinks were amazing. Uh, What else? Like some of my own friends came who I hadn't seen in a while, and we danced a lot. It's so fun. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was. It was. I still had a good time. I just kind of wanted to vent about like the anodyne costumes, the, like lack of costume. 
um, and like refusal to dance because like if you're boring, like at least, I mean, I don't know. I mean, at least there's, there's nothing at least like this. Uh, yeah, and then the Sunday was just like because it's Sunday. I don't know. Well, I was mostly like just cleaning after like today and then and then like yeah, just now like i think when the sun went down my my party got canceled not that i um, still didn't have a good halloween i um went to like an event during the day and then basically there were like multiple halloween parties that were supposed to happen in brooklyn um but because of a scare that the cops were going to shut down people because the night before the cops shut down some parties um yeah, Halloween was kind of canceled for a lot of people this year. Uh, it was so funny. One of my friends was saying, like, at this point, like, it's like New York State versus the party. Like, it's like a like people that still want to live life and, like, the state of New York. And, like, the state of New York is, like, trying to, like, make sure that doesn't happen. Um, but obviously, there, there are a lot of reasons why. I mean, corona cases have gone up in New York, especially as usual in Great Neck, because <laughs> Persians don't understand any laws of COVID. They're like, oh, like 600 people in one room? That's a typical Shabbat dinner. Like, why? what's wrong with that? Yeah, well, I mean, there have been many parties here too. Uh, I know there was one last night, Persian Halloween party, about 150 people. 150 people like in a house at a house party i think it was outside it was no it was oh. in a backyard but so, oh, there was another one there there was another one that wasn't outside i don't know i a bunch of persians i know well i don't know that people i know know got covid in the past week i mean like i i, I still party i'll admit um but like, I'll, I'm also not going to deny the fact that like, yeah, cases are going up. It's just, it's always Great Neck for well, New York. Whenever I see it go up in Great Neck, I know it's going to start trickling and it's like, it's going to become like a whole thing. That's funny. It's a good trend to watch. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I, there's, I'm also aware of the fact that, you know, everyone needs to get it in order for this to kind of move on like realistically that just seems like yeah, that's we what my mom build said. immunity yeah, yeah we were we were talking about this on the phone yeah so but I've, i do I've some scary cases though like even though most people i, I haven't heard of any of those i don't know i don't want to like project like my my mom has multiple friends like that their daughters had it. i guess a lot of girls aren't i don't know um but, like one so of mostly men friends, get really bad yeah, so they all had mild cases. None of them were really that sick. But I heard of a guy recently that it's been three months and he still didn't get his taste or smell back. I can only imagine how much weight I would lose if I couldn't taste or smell anything for three months because like eating would just have no purpose. I would just chew ice all day because everything tastes the same. I've never lost my taste buds before, so I don't know. But imagine I can't even imagine like that I've, I've never even thought of that like imagine like no taste or smell well maybe I would complain less you would complain less yeah I feel like I'm like I'm like almost like I want this to happen because I'm so picky oh okay no I'm not like that I'm not, I'm not picky at all I'd be really upset 
um, if I lost my taste and smell. I, I really, I think I would just stop eating. Everything tastes like nothing. So what's the point? Mm. I well, I, I wasn't being serious. Of course I want my tea. I was just, I don't know if you thought I was actually serious for a second. <laughs> I thought you were being serious. No, I'm just like, I feel like I need to laugh after I say jokes, but, <laughs> but I think I'm funnier when I don't laugh because the more serious I am about non-serious things, the better it is. No, yeah, I agree. I'm sorry that just went over my head. No, it's not everyone can <laughs> can get your sophisticated humor. Yeah, it's a high level highbrow. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Well, I'm cultured human beings. Well, you're gonna call this a bad segue, but um, speaking of humor, we wanted to talk about Borat, the new Borat <laughs> film. I just I want to make a compilation of every horrible segue we've ever made during our episodes and just have it be the cringiest, most awkward, like one hour compilation to ever exist. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just so funny to me. Yeah, but Borat, um, I was really disappointed. Like I got a few good laughs for sure from Borat too, um, but it was just so... He didn't have to make it that obvious that it was a political stunt. Like he could have made it more like obscure, and like it was just like so obvious. Like, why waste a good movie on a political stunt? Well, I think like, I think it's funny to me. <laughs> what's funny? What what when it's not even trying to be funny is that he's just trying to expose a bunch of idiots essentially. Um, and he does things that like, like he does this to like, he tries to expose these people in order to show like, wow, America is the worst country. Look at the people. But really I try to imagine this kind of stunt in other countries and that would have not lasted. I mean, he, he would have easily have gone to jail. Um, some other countries face prosecution. So I think this uh, film is actually a testament to the amount of freedom we have in this country. <laughs> and also it's a, it's a testament to, this is, I mean, to privilege. This is privilege. If he wants to be so uh, progressive and stuff like that, he, no, it's really what he needs to acknowledge that this is the actual here. privilege, uh, what he's doing. And at, yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, these like random hicks, said stupid shit but they also like let you into their home in a lockdown like for those who didn't yeah. see the movie uh i, I guess he was, was filming so during covid yeah and um i don't know he's just like in some southern state i guess i don't remember i wasn't like actually paying that much attention to the film but uh yeah no, just like these two guys let him into their like Mm -hmm. Like the fact that he can make a movie where he's wearing our, a mask of our president's face, like carrying a woman with her ass completely out and trying to offer her to Joe Biden. Right? Yeah, no, to no to Mike Pence. No, who is he offering her to? Oh, Mike Pence. Sorry. Yeah. The movie was just okay. Like the fact uh, that he could do that. Meanwhile, like a wrestler in Iran went to a peaceful protest where he wasn't even bashing the president or anyone in specific. He was just kind of like against the government right now. And he got persecuted for that, for a peaceful protest where he wasn't doing anything 
saying anything disgusting about the government. He, like, he wasn't, like, bashing anyone. He wasn't, I don't know, like, it's just so wild to me. He was just doing something so peaceful and got persecuted for it. And, like, in America, we can say and do the most ridiculous things. And, like... Well, speaking of Biden, um, so in another, like, kind of pathetic thing to me was that he had released the before the film came out he had released the Giuliani scene the day the Hunter Biden laptop was found laptops um so it's just kind of yeah I'm embarrassed for him a bit uh I think he is talented like he yeah let's what's the reason that there's no outrage about the fact that he had what he thought was an underage girl put her hands like basically down his pants like and was that scripted, quote unquote? Like, why is this so? Like, why? Is well, that girl is like clearly in her twenties, um, and also she she was. I think it, that could have that would have gone like somewhere sexual, um, but the fact is that in that moment he was adjusting his mic, so uh, I don't really. That wasn't like to me. It was, no one was exposed, and also like I think. Borat and like the Ali G show initially because the first film to me was also kind of again like bad American humor like really just vulgar and like physical but um it's like uh there was this tweet well actually I mean this is regardless but I think like it's not really comedy when you're just like using a woman's sexuality to trick men and then like film the humiliation like I don't think that's witty like, yeah, you succeeded, but, like, is that, that's not witty, that's not interesting, this isn't documentary style, this is, like, you know what I, and, yeah, like, I didn't know we signed up to watch, like, Borat's sexualized daughter, who, like, clearly is in her late 20s, um, like, seduced her, I don't know, it just, it, it was really strange to me, also the scene with, like, where she, I guess, masturbates in the toilet stall, at that yeah. like center and then goes and like gives a speech to these like conservative women about like how her vagina Wait. doesn't have teeth and it's like oh, what yeah. are you doing i thought like what is, like what's going on here it's like what were those women supposed to say like i don't like what what's that what's that pageant called that white white people do where they the fathers give away their daughters oh the debutante ball yeah. debutante yeah was the debutante scene real I mean, the I haven't really, did, did I, yeah, I forgot about that. I like mentally blocked that out. Gush out and at an actual debutante. See, so the thing is like, I don't think That's any insane. other country would find that funny. Like he's trying to expose those people for looking like idiots and like, oh, wow, these are the dumb Americans. But it's like, no, you're the dumb American. Like, don't you see that? How crass you're being like, none of this is funny. But what I don't, I'm just so confused as to whether or not that was real because if it's real, the way they reacted was kind of really polite. Like they were appalled, but they still kind of felt bad. So they still like clapped for her at the end. Like I'm still not. Well, a lot of people walked out. And then even before that, there was like the scene where he's talking to like another father and daughter and then the oh, daughter's like, like hitting him. Yeah. And then she's like, like, don't talk to them. My daughter and the daughter was like, I'm so embarrassed. Like she told her father, I'm so embarrassed that you're actually answering this guy. Like stop. Yeah. Yeah. But it was strange how like the audio of hers didn't pick up and then it started picking up. I don't know. And then also like the facts scenes, like, I mean, it's so weird when you think about an entire camera crew being there. Yeah. 
though there's like it's hard to imagine like walking in with an entire camera crew and then someone saying such like ridiculous things to i don't know i i mean i i recently traveled through i did a road trip uh just a the week and a half ago from new york to south carolina and while that isn't quite like the territory Borat was in in the movie, I, I still feel like I like mingled with like Americans that I, you normally don't see on like coastal cities like LA or New York. I didn't really meet such idiots. Uh, so I really hate how, how that's kind of like the theme of the movie, of his movie, like his work is to like expose Americans. Like, I don't really feel patriotic normally, but the movie made me feel patriotic. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not what this country is about. And yeah. stop trying to, I mean, th this, this is divisive behavior, no? That this, this movie is literally divisive if he wants to complain about such, the, and he is a demagogue. Yeah, Sorry. I, I, think, I think in his head, <laughs> He thinks that it's okay to do all of this because like he's on the liberal side like we were talking about this before how like people are allowed to bash people for voting for trump but if you publicly bash anyone for voting for um biden like you're like how dare you try like shit on me for like i have the right to vote for whoever i want to like everyone's allowed to shit on one side and then the other side no one's allowed to like oh like we have to walk on eggshells. We like nobody can like shit talk that side. So like I think that like Borat thinks that like oh everything he's doing is okay because he's on that side. Well, it's part of like a long media narrative, um, you know this. But wait, there was this. What there was like a, I'm trying to find this tweet, but basically it was like. Um, you can't be funny when you're really serious when you're dead or something like that and it's like yeah like it was it, it wasn't funny like i don't know at some points it's like you know there is something funny just about sasha baron cohen's like body language but like the content wasn't funny yeah um because he was trying so hard again for this like trying to push some political motive is yeah. just embarrassing it was part of such a good movie um called the spy which was on netflix yeah yeah i heard about yeah, that i, so I didn't see it him. like it was actually really good i was like wow like look at him oh i think oh, he's really talented and intelligent yeah he is but like i just don't like the way he like he has such a big platform and i just don't like the way he used it Mm -hmm. But whatever, the whole point of Sasha Square Coins, he doesn't care what we like. He never cares what anyone likes. He does what he thinks is right, what makes him happy, what he... Really? I, I, don't, I don't really see him as, like, him doing something. He, he's literally just, like, catering to, like, the libtard narrative, like, CNN. Well, like, who now, literally but... wants Trump to be elected again because that's how they make money. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, I don't think he's, like, some individual, like... like uh ugh, i'm still looking for this tweet um yeah but i guess the gist of it is neither of us were impressed 
and I was hyping it up. I was like posting about it. I was like on my story. I'm like, oh my god, like yeah. I wanted. To, I forgot yeah. you did that. Yeah, I kind of wanted to be like, don't be like. I have a really bad feeling about this. Like, uh, I didn't think it was gonna be that. I had no. No, I saw it coming. What do you mean? Because of all of the yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm like. So on Twitter, there were so many clips of Sasha Baron Cohen kind of like preaching as if he's a political leader. And I feel um, like there's so much news I miss because I'm not on Twitter. I feel like Twitter's where everything goes down, like IRL. Yeah, and then Instagram finds out about it a month later. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I find out all my news way after anyone else who's active on Twitter. I feel like Twitter's where everything goes down now. Yeah, well, no, always. Um, But, you know, fuck Jack Dorsey. I'm just I'm just throwing all the bombs in this episode. Well, yeah, aside from like not liking the direction of the movie, it was also just like anticlimactic in general. Even if I was for like this narrative, uh it, when it ended, I was like, oh, wait, that was like I don't know, like that was it? Oh, I was just also, kind of the confused. Was so stupid because the ending was basically almost the same as the ending of the first movie it's like oh instead of the run of the jew now we have the run of the liberal no what was it the no of- it was like trump sneezing with like covid coming out of his oh, nose yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just stupid it was basically the same ending twice. yeah and like i'll say it again leave melania alone <laughs> <laughs> leave melania alone <laughs> she's like <laughs> remember when that broke the internet Oh Shout God. out Chris Crocker. What is he up to these days? It's so funny. Like the older you get, the more you understand how easy it really is to have a mental breakdown. <laughs> no, because when you're younger and like you saw like Britney Spears shaved off all her hair, like I contemplate shaving off all my hair all the time now. <laughs> like I think it's like way more like normal. Like I, I don't know. Is mm-hmm. it just me? Maybe no, I every time Sunday comes around because the weekend takes such a toll on my hair that it becomes one giant matted piece of hair and I'm just like contemplating like wow one less thing I would have to worry about in life if I just shaved it all off right now. Um but yeah, the older I get the more I understand mental breakdowns like that. Like yeah. I've always fantasized about like shaving my head, not like in a mental breakdown way, but also in a non like just like in a aesthetic way or as like an experience thing I don't know it's like because it's like hair seems so meaningless but at the same time why does it mean so much like why can't I just shave it all off I don't know I I feel like I couldn't like pull off the bald look like some girls look hot like some girls like really pull pull it off yeah I don't think I would really look I'm down for like a boycott like gugush boycott I think that would I could maybe. Really? I, mean, I think I would look. At some point, doesn't every Persian woman eventually have like a boyish cut? Like Not anymore. I know. I I think people still go shorter the older they get. I don't see that many old women with long hair. No, no, no. I mean, like a, like a oh, what like is above it? Above the ear, like. like Not even boy. like no hair, like an actual like man's haircut. Yeah, like that's what I. Like no, not not no, not that. No, just like a what is it called? A Trixie cut or something? I'm like not a woman. What's the other one called? The blob? A no, bob? A blob. 
Yeah, a Trixie cut, I think. The Trixie? Okay. Um, I thought it was called a blob. No, a bob is, is like when it's, you know, you have long hair and it goes to your neck, but a Trixie is just like on your head, like, like, like a man's hair, like a traditional hetero. I know we don't have a lot of like normal straight guys. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, like a cis heteronormative man hair style. Cis heteronormative. That's what I'm going to tell my hairdresser next time I go in. Can I get that cis heteronormative cut? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the coffee I'm drinking. It's like really artisanal tasting, which I can't stand. Listen, I don't think anything tops elite instant coffee. I know you are you are really hardcore about that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I do it. Okay, I was doing this before quarantine. I'm sorry that everyone in quarantine thinks that they discovered this, but I was doing it for years um, because in Israel, like I think nobody like when my mom was growing up, nobody had the fancy coffee makers. So everyone made foam on their coffee by themselves by putting coffee and sugar in a cup and a little bit of water and like beating it until it became a foam. So that's how I make my coffee. And then everyone in quarantine was like, oh my God, look at this cool new way I discovered to make coffee. And I'm like, I've been doing that for years. Yeah. Like my mom's been doing it since the eighties. Like you didn't discover shit. No, you're right. You have been doing that. I didn't, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, yeah, they're appropriating. <laughs> they're appropriating uh, like poor people is, coffee that didn't have like the money to buy a fancy coffee machine. Well, no, I mean, the new thing is like how, I don't know, like Jews aren't like actual Jews because we don't belong to any land and we just colonize. So like colonizing is our culture. That's apparently what the protests, part of the protests oh in Philadelphia God, yeah. were about. I've heard yeah. about that. Yeah, so like we actually, me and you have, yeah, I told you about that. We have no culture. Um, we, we're just colonizers. Yeah, I'm not a real Jew. I'm just a Jew wannabe. <laughs> if I'm not a real Jew, why do I have to do with all this bullshit growing up? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, why Why did I have to argue with my parents about going out after Friday night dinner? Like, I, I think I'm a, like, Jewish mom guilt. I grew up with it. I think I'm a real Jew. <laughs> Even though my oh, you know what another thing about the Borat? Not Jewish, but... What? No, I was saying, though my last name technically is like a typical Muslim Persian last name. It's not Jewish at all. How can you up to people and be like, you're not real Jews? Like, what are, like, did people get, like, run out of things to protest about? Um, well, no, so another, I forgot, this is actually something else I wanted to talk about that was in the Borat film, was when he goes into the synagogue, like, dressed as a caricature Jew. Um, oh, my God. To that lady who was a Holocaust survivor. Yeah, and at first I was like... Yeah, at first I was like, why is she like putting up with this? But then I was also like, wait, this is actually so how Holocaust survivors act. They're like, hip they're all hippies, the ones I've met. They're like really chill and bohemian, like don't judge anyone. Like they're usually secular as well, but I guess she was in a synagogue. But I don't know, I think I thought it was like kind of funny, like that really did capture like the attitude of a Holocaust survivor because they're like, so forgiving even though they've gone through the worst and like well exactly it goes when back to like how their children choice is to be forgiving or to be bitter for the rest of your life like 
I think it, yeah, it makes total sense that a lot of them came out that way. Like going through the Holocaust, like literally your only choice is either be bitter forever and hate everyone or like be a forgiving chill hippie. I did an interview. Um, like, I, I mean, I didn't, my, my friend was uh, doing this interview and I helped him with it, with this Holocaust survivor. And I remember we went to her house and she was like, I don't know. She was, she was just, I, I wasn't expecting her personality to be like that at all. Again, it was just like, she was just really, of course I know like because they've gone through the worst, they are able to like be happier or something, but still I thought there would have been some serious moments, but like she really laughed about everything, made jokes about everything. And her daughter was there and her daughter was in the worst mood the entire time Uh, was kind of like, annoyed with the mom like you know what I mean she was a stressed out one she and there is that there is that whole study about how the children of holocaust survivors carry uh the the trauma trauma. yeah um yeah for sure I think that's definitely I mean I'm sure it's valid um but also a lot of the time kids the way a kid turns out is a reaction to what their parents are. So a lot of the time when a kid has parents that are too chill and too cool and too laid back, the kids tend to come out a bit uptight because the kids feel like they have to be their own parents sometimes. So a lot yeah, of that's definitely kids are very cool, like party parents that like we go clubbing and we hired babysitters to watch our kids while we were clubbing. Like a lot of these kids come out more uptight because they felt like they had to parent themselves a lot of the time. I don't, I don't know where I fall on that spectrum. Not that I like constantly need to relate everything back to me or anything. It is our podcast, though. Well, it is our podcast, so why not constantly relate everything back to ourselves? Uh, tell me, they're like, yeah, of course you have a podcast. You love hearing yourself talk. I'm like, I literally like skimmed through every episode only to the parts where Millie's talking because I usually oh hear myself talk that much. Like, I do not like to hear myself talk. You guys are all wrong. Like anyone who says that about oh, yeah. yeah, there's a difference between yeah. liking to talk and then liking to like go back and hear, hear yourself, yourself talk. talk. Like yeah. yeah, I do like to talk. Yeah, but like no, I don't like to go listen to hours of myself talk. Like no one likes to do that. I, I literally hate the parts where I'm talking in every episode. I'm just like, oh my gosh, shut up, Natalie. Like, stop interrupting everyone. You sound horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Let the normal people, the normal sounding people, talk for once. Well. I, no one really sounds normal, but that's yeah, definitely not anyone it? on our podcast. Yeah, we don't want yeah. the last people on this podcast. Fuck that. No, we've had some norm normies. Just <laughs> <laughs> making things worse for myself I as this episode goes hear on. You insult every person you ever come into contact with. On <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know I went after everyone I'm whatever it's Sunday I'm just blaming it on the Sunday depression whatever it got so dark today so early to the people at your party last night to people in our past episodes to like holocaust survivors (laughs) well well, I can't believe you just went there that's not I I didn't go anywhere. You went there. I just recapped where you Okay. Going. Well, look, okay. you know, I was about to say something even worse, but... <laughs> <laughs> How can it get worse? 
Just say it, please. I'll say it and I'll leave it out. But like, I'm like. Uh, hmm, good segue, good segue, good segue. Uh, <laughs> I just put that From to help now us. on, every time I want a segue, I'm not going to try to create a segue. I'm just going to say the word segue. <laughs> just say segue and start your new topic. I think that's a great segue. Well, we could just put like music in between, like a abrupt like elevator song. <laughs> And now, and now for your paid commercials. I always wanted to see if we like gave a professional, <laughs> like our episodes unedited to see how they would edit it, what it would sound like. It would be like five minutes long. They'd be like, I can't use it. <laughs> yeah, they literally can't use. They would just. I was about to say they would just use our intro, but we never even introduced. whatever i mean like you guys anyone who's listening you guys have your normie podcast and then you have ours like we're not gonna give you that intro here here's the intro now welcome back are you happy wow all right it's 40 degrees episode something of season whatever like who remembers what episode we're on anymore i don't know <laughs> well, so like we're supposed to technically start season three, but I don't want to start it until 2020 is over. Like it can't be a new season. I'm like in denial about time. Don't we only have like three episodes of season two? How could we already be moving on to that? Season what are you three? talking about? We're almost at 30 episodes of season two. Mm-hmm. Episode 28 was last week. Episode 28 in general, or episode t- of season two. Episode? what how many episodes do we have yeah we've been like talking a lot we've been chatting parenting for a while <laughs> Whoa. it's been almost two years mm-hmm. oh, that's crazy that's really whoa where are sponsors so when people at? tell me they've binged our podcast and they've listened to every episode in like a day what i take from that is you have no life we have a well, that's what gives me anxiety is like when people say they listen to it, it's like, well, oh my God, I don't, I don't even know how to, you know, someone's like, oh, I stalked you a little bit. It's like, oh, well, you know what out, what's out there for them to stalk. It was like, I can't remember everything. Like we've spent yeah. hundreds of hours. I don't know what they heard or what I said you anymore. Know, I, I feel like it's unfair sometimes because I feel at an automatic disadvantage Cause then I meet new people and they already know so much about me, like from like my love life to my hemorrhoids. Yeah, gone are the days of us being mysterious. Life. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, my my boyfriend has been sitting here the whole time during this episode, and like I look over and he's just cracking up. I'm talking about like, also he only hears one side of the conversation because you're in my headphones right now, so he just uh. hears me go butthole like hemorrhoids, and he's just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Two minutes ago, yeah. we're talking about Trump. Now we're talking about buttholes. <laughs> well, Trump in his own right is a butthole. I could have, that is like a bit absurd to hear on his end when it's just your side. He probably thinks you just made up the podcast. It's like, he's like, yeah, she's not actually, how, she's just like lying that she has this podcast. Like, she's like, what? She's like, goes like once a week and talks for an hour about like the most like disgusting thing. Like, what? Like, who's. <laughs> could you imagine if I lied to my boyfriend about having a podcast just so I could sit and talk to you for an hour a week without him interrupting? 
<laughs> like, yeah, wait, that's brilliant. Anyone who's listening, yeah, you your phone calls. Build tea with my best friend for an hour without being interrupted. Well, that is what this is, isn't it? Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some, some little commentary, some film commentary and societal commentary as well. Look, our phone calls are interesting regardless, so. I honestly, I want to start recording our, like, phone calls when it's just me and you catching up with each other and use that as our Patreon episodes. Well, I mean, the government, I'm sure we could just ask the government for it. We can just ask the oh, government. Oh, yeah, we have cast, a- we cast our, our uh, designated FBI agents for copies of our phone calls. Yeah. If they could also, just. Also, they'd be getting uh, my ads really wrong. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Millie. Oh, my God. Why did I say it like that? Millie, oh, my God. I watched your story today with Hadar. And right after your story, guess what ad pops up? You know how, like, on Instagram stories now, there are ads? Mm-hmm. In yeah. Ads? Guess what ad popped up right after your story? I don't it's know. so on brand for you. It's so on brand. Aquapana. Aquapana. Oh my god, that's kind of amazing. You don't <laughs> like, understand. I seriously. Agent is like on his shit. Like he's like. Well, that's not the that's not the FBI like, agent. These are oh, the evil tech lords. Yeah, this is. Oh, I thought the FBI agents and the evil tech lords were working together to get the ads right on my Instagram. Not for the advertising. Not uh, not oh, that I'm no. not that I know oh, of. Okay. Yeah, only for I, like. Are you? Have you spoken <laughs> to your designated agent about it? That's how you know they don't work together. I think they work together. That's what I like to believe. No, I just don't think for advertising. Um, but uh, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, but Aquapana came on after your story. And they seriously, like, I really think I should be getting um, royalties because... Yeah. I sent. I blew up Aquapana today. If it wasn't for Millie, <laughs> no, I really. I think I really put them on the map in terms of social media. I think everyone just saw it as like this random water you would have at Italian restaurants, yeah, but like I actually the made it a thing. There is like for uh, for I think for like, for oh, Italian bottled water. I think I am actually. I'm just like waiting for the day that you get an email from like Aquapana's like like team and be like, <laughs> oh i got into like a fight with them over instagram dm over their new logo yeah well i don't drink it anymore because they use plastic packaging like because i'm not trying to like have my hormones like deregulated from bpa like cancerous chemicals oh. but um and like the you know of course the design the graphic design has become terrible it's just like the rest of the gentrification um that's happening where it's like everything becomes homogenized and bland and like could be a a logo for anything like what they did with like whatever ysl and celine taking off the accent mark even but uh yeah we i I was complaining about them so much and tagging them on instagram that they were responding they're like oh it's actually this this that and then I said, oh, like I they claimed that it actually noticed you. Yeah, no, they're like Picard. They like, res- they, they, they've sent me like this really passive aggressive thing. And then the claiming that this was actually like an old logo. And then I was like, oh, really? Like I was taking a graphic design class. That was a requirement at the time. And 
um, my professor had like, he was like eight years old and like literally worked with everyone, knew everyone. And I told him about this and he's like, no, no, no. Like I know the graphic designer. And like, I, anyways, I like, I was like, oh, well, I'm actually with this person who knows the person, like that I called them out. Wow. It's really sad that I get, I don't think it's sad that I get satisfaction. I think I'm actually, this is part of like, I think this is a huge moment in your life that you're going to be telling your kids about like the time you fought with Aquapana's graphic design team. Well, I mean, it, it all adds up. It all adds up. I'm trying, I am trying to make somewhat of a change um, in the world with like aesthetics and things like that. So, I mean, this is what you want to get paid to do in life, basically. You want, you want to get paid to critique things. <laughs> you just said that with such animosity. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I love you. Sure. <laughs> well, I feel like this was mostly an episode about Millie. I feel like yeah, you hyped me up a lot. Yeah. Tonight, you really like. I think you knew I was feeling well. Well, I'm glad we're on the same. No, but it's, to be honest, I'm glad we're on the same page about Borat. I haven't met anyone who actually liked it though. So yeah, I don't. I think most people are on the same page as us. Not everyone would agree with our, like our views on it, but like the reasons why we hated it. But I think everyone would agree that it was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's comforting. Um, it gives me some hope. It gives me hope in the world that everyone else can agree that for it was. Yeah. Is there anything else? Uh, anything else that I want to talk about? Uh, concluding note. I mean, I guess that was our concluding notes. That Borat sucks. Yeah, and there's hope in the world because we're assuming people agree with us, but not necessarily for the same reasons. Oh, also, okay, segue. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Um, uh, That was my segue into my segue. So anyway, um, next week we're having uh, old guests come back. Kevin Nahai. Um, and basically we wanted um, listeners, we know that you guys don't like to like actually DM us things that you want us to talk about because I don't know, you're scared like we're going to blow up your spot or something like your name actually matters. Um, Stop. Whoa, you're being so hostile. I'm being hostile. You're being hostile this whole episode. We're both alienating our fans in different ways. Oh, Just okay. see. We don't. I. I don't want them to hate us. I love them. I love my fans. So um, go on. Sorry. So, uh, basically, we know that a lot of you like. I don't know. You're like nervous to send us questions. Like, just send it. Like, we know you want to hear about specific things. So we're having Kevin and I come back on. We're we want to discuss uh, relationships pre-covid post-covid um just all things that have to do with like well like social. dating and like covid in the covid times he's a life coach by the way and he works a lot with like um persian men and women and um yeah again i'll say it i tell this i tell this to him too i don't really like life coaches but i think he's really smart and insightful and like i don't know what life coaches do but um he he brings up really good points every time he comes on like the last time he came on so uh yeah if like if you have 
any questions, please message us or email us. I mean, you've heard us talk about the most embarrassing things. So like, please, and like, just, uh, yeah, I think it would be really fun if he got to answer some of your questions and we could discuss it and all of that. Jazz. I love how you make like the job of a life coach sound so obscure. Like it's like it's like when you ask someone what they do and they're like, "Oh, I'm an administrative assistant." <laughs> you're like, and like yeah, coach and is an actual job, Millie, but like an administrative assistant, like that, I don't know what they do. Like, <laughs> you're like, I don't know what life coaches do. They coach life. What do you mean? That's well, it kind of just sounds like a therapist to me, like a more hands-on therapist that like gives you like more a direction. That would you to get a degree. You don't need a degree to be a life coach, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. I know. <laughs> you don't listen to this episode. I mean, it was on all of our minds, but. Um, <laughs> Well, no, the thing, I, I had lunch with Kevin and like the art, I just want to say to his defense, he's super well read. We had like an hour long discussion about Proust and um, well, at the time I didn't like Proust, but now I'm obsessed with Proust, but. Did you take a whole class on Proust? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were one of the people who had to hear me talk about that. Yeah. I related I it to like, like everything. I, like <laughs> I deserve like. I don't know, a gold medal or something for listening for to hearing. you. For hearing. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for like actually paying attention to you. Like, I really pay attention. Wait, to I want to give one of the, re- the, Zoom, the reactions on Zoom here. I just gave you a clapping reaction. Did oh you know you could do that? How do you do that? Oh, reactions. reactions. Oh, there's only two. There's clapping and thumbs up. It's way less cool. Now. Yeah. Where does that, th- where's that thumb going? Up your butt. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put it in. Okay, I'm again. <laughs> okay. So yeah, stay tuned and uh, catch you guys next next week. I love how we never do intros, and then when we try to do like an exiting, like it's thing, so awkward. It's so awkward. It's like, so awkward. Hey, uh, like, like. Like we never know what to say. We just like. I know. Well, yeah. If you want to know what it's like to be my friend or date me, just know I don't know how to say goodbye or hello. I usually am stumbling (laughs) awkwardly into it and out of it. But I otherwise don't ever experience awkwardness. It's only in like greetings and. I feel like anytime Millie's like leaving someone's house and she wants to say bye, she's like clumsily like picking up her things from around the room and like tripping over <laughs> her stuff. And, like, she like literally just like trips out the door. Like she like doesn't know how to like. Ugh, stop. I'm, I'm sweating like thinking about this. I'm so happy I don't have to like hug or kiss people now because of COVID. Oh my God. Save yeah, me so much. I just do like the, the Persian like, nod. Like I just like. Oh, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> I love the Persians that like when they greet you, it sounds like mm-hmm. they're like kind of like they're like they're like oh, they're like just mumbling. Like, did, did you say something? Like, yeah, did you say? There's like a ah, like half of the word comes out and then it just like dies off. Like was that a word? Yeah, they don't finish the. <laughs> Why did they do that? It's so weird. I don't know. This is a strange culture. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> oh.
Okay, bye. Okay. <laughs> such a disaster. I'm having a really hard time. Okay, um, should I leave first? Are you gonna leave? Well, wait, I want, I feel like doing the thing from the Usher song. Peace out, eight town. Yeah. Is that the right rhythm? I don't know. Are Surprisingly, it was. Oh my god, really? Was I on tune? No, it wasn't. In the clubs and the homies. She started to pee. <laughs> Wait, is that also what you think? Well, I don't know what the real lyric is. <laughs> she started to pee. That reminds me of the club, though. Can you imagine if that's how girls let guys know that they were into them? You just like, stare a guy down and start peeing your pants. Oh, well, I was more thinking along the lines of, like, there's such a long line for the bathroom always for women at the club. That's something I don't miss. Like, just like, oh, my God, it's so scary. And I have such a small bladder, and I always have to oh, go to the bathroom. You know, recently. I went into the guy's bathroom. Do you remember at, um, were you there at Acme? Well, yeah, we Acme and oh yeah, you were there and I went to the guy's bathroom because I'm like, fuck it, the girls' line is so long and there's just nobody in the men's bathroom. And I come out of the stall to wash my hands. This guy goes, oh, like, oh, you're so sexist. Like, well, it's okay for you to come into my bathroom if I go into yours. It's it's harassment or something. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, just shut up. Like, I had to pee. Well, everyone is always having like sex in the bathrooms at Acme. From oh my god, one time I was taking care of a friend because she was throwing up in the bathroom, and we come out, and this woman goes, "If you're gonna do cocaine, can you do it so so I don't have to wait so long to pee?" And I'm like, literally, my friend was puking her guts out. Like, wow, I'm sorry, I was taking care of her. Like, not everyone does drugs when they go into the bathroom together. Yeah, we just do it in the open. I mean, usually we. <laughs> usually that is what we're doing, but this. No, time but also like when us. doing coke in the bathroom doesn't take that long. Like. No, yeah, it does not take long. Um, wait, I wanted to say about peeing. Um, uh, I feel like, yeah, like I drink a lot of water, and I also have a small bladder, and I go to the bathroom a lot, and then I feel like. When I'm out, if I say I feel like one more time, I might shoot myself. But I hesmikonam <laughs> that people are somewhat judging me when I go to the bathroom really often. Like they think, oh, like oh, what is she? Is she going to do drugs? Is she goes to the bathroom so often? It's like don't pee shame me, like. Yeah, I'm going to the bathroom because I drink water. I'm sorry you don't, but people oh, like ha- I've got pee. Okay. I'm gonna say okay. <laughs> Whenever I say okay, that means like I'm trying to leave. When Millie, oh okay, God, she used to have a thing every time we would leave the house, <laughs> as she's like getting ready to leave, she'll be like, okay. okay, 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 and I'm like Millie. Ah. No, because I feel like I just always like. No, the thing is, every time I would leave my apartment, I, f- I mean, and you should know this because my, your commute is, was, 
is way more serious than mine. I just felt like every time I left, because I had to just take the subway downtown to school, and then I would just be downtown for the rest of the day. I was just like, okay, like I need to make sure I had everything on. So there was like, there's like there was a chapstick somewhere, and then like my wallet's there, and then like you know, like a, my hand lotion. Like I need need to have these things for the rest of and the you day. Need to say okay so every after time every time, time, I'm like, I'm frustrated that I haven't left yet, but I'm also like trying to acknowledge that I'm almost that there. Okay. So it's like, okay, okay. No, like, okay, like, got it. You know, that's what it means, the okay. It's like, you have Tourette's, but only for the word okay. 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 Oh, my God, wait. When I was in Charleston, we went to see this plantation. uh, And to buy, we were, like, at the ticket, uh, at the ticket booth to buy it for the woman. And she was talking to us. And after everything, she would say, okay. Like, she said it a million times, okay, and then my uncle started repeating it back to her, and he's like, okay, okay, (laughs) and then she didn't realize, and I was just, like, crying, like, hysterically, like, trying not to, thank God for the masks. Oh, my God, your uncle's such a troll, I love it. He wants to come on the podcast. Oh, my God, can we have your uncle on the podcast? Well, he thought, he, so when I was, like, we recorded two episodes while I was traveling with him and my cousin, he thought I was, like, lying about having, he was like, he was like, wait, people want to listen to you? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) that's right. And he's like, they should, you should have me on your podcast. And I'm like, okay. Oh, my God, I would love that. Please, can we have, can we have an episode with Millie's uncle? He's like, yeah, I'm going to say everything about the Persians. I'm going to give it straight. And I'm like, okay. I'm going to give it straight. He said something like that. He really is a character. Please, can we please have him on? I beg you. Yeah, well, I'll I'll speak with him. Um, okay. 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 This has been the longest exit, like. <laughs> this is ever. a typical Persian exit. They take forever to leave any party. Per- literally the opposite of an irish exit is a persian exit it should become uh, a phrase that people use more often like like everyone always says irish exit no one knows what a persian exit is but it's literally well we need to popularize it yeah okay let's call this episode the persian exit okay i like i like okay <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay 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 okay, no. <laughs> okay. i wanted to say okay again Okay. I need to stop. I was gonna say it in a different tone though. Oh my god. But farewell. Shabbat <laughs> Bikher. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. How do I stop? Stop. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay.